Guy Spalding, the publisher of Cardinalsports.com, providing coverage of Louisville is a special guest. It's time for our Louisville football preview. This is ACC Nation. That's Will Ogenen. I'm Jim Quist. Welcome, Ty. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me. Great to have you back. Um, we're looking forward to finding out a little more about what's going on with Louisville football. And there's seems to be some very exciting things that are there. At least we can see them on paper. Whether or not it comes together, that remains to be seen. So we're going to get your thoughts on that. Here's my first question for you. Um, Scott Satterfield is in his fourth year now. The guy who hired him, actually the two guys that were involved in hiring him, are gone. So that buffer is also gone. If things don't work out this season for Scott Satterfield, or at least the team, let's say that the record doesn't turn out like we'd like to see it, is he in a precarious situation? Well, yeah. Um, a majority of the fan base, um, you could argue, wanted a change following last year. Louisville ended the season on a sour note, getting run off the field by their rival, Kentucky, and then dropping a bowl game to Air Force. Um, but Scott Satterfield is batting 1,000% in the offseason. And the fan base, to say the least, is back on board um, without seeing the team take the field. And he's done that in, in a couple different ways. He, he's put together a, a gigantic recruiting class in 2023 um, that's highlighted by a couple top 100 skill position players. But he's also done it with who he's hired to his coaching staff. The, the main hire that I'm looking at is Lance Taylor, uh, who came over from Notre Dame, is the new offensive coordinator under Scott Satterfield. That hire has been universally praised by both people locally and nationally. Um, Lance Taylor's hit the ground running, and he, he's really helped Scott Satterfield get this thing back on track and, and really has this program um, back with some momentum when it looked like this program was going to be left for dead entering the 2022 season. Out of all the things that you just outlined here, and these are you know multitude of questions I know that Will and I both have for you, um, pick one of those and tell us which one you think has had the most impact. Has it been the new coaches, the transfers, um, the the uptick in recruiting? What is it? And and what? Uh, and you said you know Satterfield is a thousand percent you know more uh, in line with uh, exciting the fans and everything. But why? Why is that? Why is that? I mean, because man, he is. He ran down a road where uh, I, I expected him to be tarred and feathered and, and run out of Kentucky about a year or two ago. So tell us what you think. One of those specific ones that's the most important. To be completely honest, it's the recruiting. You know, as a guy who runs a website centered around recruiting, the the buzz around this 2023 class is unbelievable. It's it's something that we've never seen here. Um, certainly didn't expect it at this point in time. And when you look at who they have committed, they have Ruben Owens, who's the number one running back in the country out of Texas, 
They have Pierce Clarkson, who's a four-star quarterback out of California, and they have DeAndre Moore, who's a four-star um, wide receiver out of California that chose Louisville over USC and Oklahoma. Um, so the recruiting just completely gave this staff a shot in the arm. It gave this fan base something to rally behind. And the recruiting momentum has seemingly carried over um, to this team. So I think you'll see uh, more people buying season tickets just because of the excitement and the buzz around this recruiting class. So if you look at it from that perspective, I say, I think some of the momentum on the recruiting trail will carry over to the fan base and will carry over to some of the home games this year. I want to break down the team here in just a second, but I want to kind of continue on this recruiting uh, trend. This is a, you've talked about how they're, how they've done so well so far. I think rivals has them ranked 20th overall. Um, and you've talked about, it. they've gotten guys from Texas, California. They're, they're doing a lot of national recruiting. Um, what is kind of the, the, how has this shift in philosophy, I guess you could say, been able to work so well? Well, it all starts with, uh, quarterbacks coach Pete Thomas. He's a guy that's originally from California and he's been building relationships and a pipeline out West for several years now. He was able to finally, um, finally strike with Pierce Clarkson to really get the ball rolling out on the West coast. And Pierce Clarkson has really taken the bull by the horns and said, Hey, we're going to make Louisville into a cool place to go. We're going to make it into a, a place that top players want to come play at. And he's done just that. He, he's brought several of his teammates from St. John Bosco on board. Ruben Owens is from Texas, but, but he's played on some seven on seven teams with Pierce Clarkson. So it really all started with Pete Thomas developing relationship with the Clarkson, Steve Clarkson's very big in the football world, uh, especially on the Adidas side of things. So it's really all started with Pete Thomas, the quarterback's coach, going out west, building a pipeline there, and really, really his work has paid off in that regard. This has been several years in the making. A lot of these guys visited, Pierce Clarkson visited last year, and really that's the guy that got this class going, and really Louisville's just expanded their recruiting uh, grounds. They've moved west. They've moved uh, to the Midwest. Uh, they still obviously recruit down in the southeast, Georgia, Florida, but really it's been the West Coast trend that's really got things going for Louisville. Okay, so I, most people always like to start with the quarterback, and obviously Malik Cunningham's a great quarterback, but I'll get to him in a minute because I want to start with the running backs because I feel like this is a really talented group of running backs with Jalen Mitchell and Trevion Cooley who are back. They combined for over 1,100 yards rushing last year. They added Tyon. Evans out of the transfer portal who had over 500 yards rushing last year from Tennessee. Um, is all this depth at running back uh, a, kind of a way to take a little bit off of, of Cunningham, at least in the, in the rushing game? Yeah. So I'm doing my position group previews right now. And I just got done with the running back position and there's no other way to slice it, but to give that group an A going into fall camp. You, you mentioned the guys that are back. Jalen Mitchell's kind of been the bell cow workhorse the last several years. Travion Cooley played all 12 games as a true freshman. And then Tyon Evans is a guy who is probably the most talented running back in the room. And everybody from, from down at Tennessee 
you know, they say when his head's on straight, when he's healthy, when, when his, when his head's in a good spot, he was one of the best running backs in the sec. Um, but towards the end of the season, um, whether it be grades, whether it be off the field stuff, he didn't play uh, the last five games at Tennessee, entered the transfer portal, and now he's at Louisville. So the question around Tyon Evans is, can this Louisville staff get him in a good spot, get his, his mental and physical uh, being in, in the right spot? And if it's all, all, all full, full board ahead, I think Tyon Evans is the best running back out of the group. Wow, that's impressive. But like you say, you know, he's got he's going there's a lot of lot of lot of backs, but I think the one thing that's really going to help this this running back group is the offensive line is very veteran. I think all five starters uh that are slated to start this season have experience. So this this can only help that that running back group. Well, when you look at the offensive side of the ball, you got to like what you see and you mentioned the offensive line all five projected starters for Louisville have played a bunch of high-level college football. Starting at the center position, Brian Hudson, he came over from Virginia Tech. He, uh, he's a guy that played a little bit of guard and center last year, but he's fully expected to take over the center position with Cole Bentley graduating. Um, and he's a guy, as I mentioned, that's played at Virginia Tech. He played a good amount for Louisville last year. He, he's, he's, he's slated to slide right in there at center. Left guard Caleb Chandler is, is a guy that is very much capable of being a first-team All-ACC player. He's been named to several preseason watch lists already, and he's a guy that, that could have gotten picked in the NFL draft this past year had he decided to go. So you got him at left guard. You also have Trevor Reed, Adonis Boone, and Renato Brown who all started the majority of games last year. So when you look at the running backs in the offensive line, you would think Scott Satterfield really likes what he has. And you know with Scott Satterfield, he's going to run those stretch zones. He's going to run the play action off of those stretch zones. So when you look at who he has at running back and on the offensive line, you've got to like what you have if you're Louisville's coach, and, and especially a coach that likes to run the football. I'm curious about this wide receiver position and well, obviously the tight ends as well. Cause obviously Marshawn, Marshawn Ford's back and he's going to be in consideration for best tight end in the ACC with some of the departures. I think he was third team last year, but has a chance to be first, first team this year, but the wide receivers, they got out of the transfer portal, have a lot of experience as well. Uh, D Wiggins from Miami, um, Tyler Hudson over from central Arkansas, but it's, but it's still a little bit of a question mark at that receiver position, though, isn't it? Yeah, so the receiver position is a group, if you're going to nitpick on the offensive side of the ball, that really has some question marks. Louisville got hit hard. The, the transfer portal can be a big help, but it can, also, it can also hurt as well. You had Jordan Watkins transfer to Ole Miss. He was a guy who was, who was going to start once again for Louisville. He's down to Ole Miss to play for Lane Kiffin. And then you had Alabama swoop in and grab Tyler Harrell right after spring practice ended. Um, and he's down there with Nick Saban in Tuscaloosa. So those two guys were going to be key contributors who, who both departed. Now, if you want to look at who Louisville has, one of the guys you mentioned, Tyler Hudson, I've never seen a kid from the FCS level 
generate this amount of hype coming into a season. I mean, the spring practices, the the players that you interview, they don't they don't they don't go long before they mention Tyler Hudson. Malik Cunningham at ACC kickoff uh, said he was a gift from God. That's a quote from Malik Cunningham. He said they've been getting up at 6 a.m. and running routes and, and, and getting that developing a chemistry. I think he's a guy that's going to lead Louisville in receiving. I think that's a safe bet. You mentioned D. Wiggins from Miami. He's a guy that's that's a veteran. He's played a lot of football. But there's another guy who I think is going to be a big playmaker for Louisville, and that's Braden Smith. Uh, he usually plays in the slot. He, he went down with a, an ACL injury last year. Early in the season, he was off to a great start. He is fully recovered from that and will be back in the rotation for Louisville. So I do think there's some nice pieces there, but like you said, there's some question marks as well. So let's get to Cunningham, at least on the, the passing side, because I feel like he he obviously had a great season last year. We saw 2020 as kind of a weird year, but I think we're just finding out that 2020 was just a weird statistical outlier year for a lot of a lot of players and teams, both good and bad. But what does he need to work on uh, as, as going into this season? Yeah, so if you talk to anybody on the staff, coming into last year, the goal was cut down on turnovers. And Malik Cunningham did that. He cut his interceptions in half from 2021 to 2022. Now this season – the big focus for Malik Cunningham has been hit your check down. We all know what he could do with his legs. We all know what he could do outside of the pocket. And he's still going to have the green light to do that. But he has a ton of playmakers in the backfield, those running backs that we mentioned, that the staff really wants for him to really check those guys out if his first two targets aren't open. See if the running back out of the backfield is an option before you take off. So that during spring ball, that was a huge focus. Travion Cooley's a guy who's really good catching the ball out of the backfield. And I think the staff really wants Malik Cunningham to hone in on staying in the pocket, going through your reads, and hitting the check down versus taking off and running. So that's really the one thing that you'll hear from the coaches is hit your check down before – or that's something that's really been honed in on, and that's something that as fall camp rolls around, I think that's something that you'll hear more and more about. I want to get your impression of um, or your thoughts on this particular topic. It, it's something that as we've done our ACC Plus One football preview so far, uh, we're finding more and more teams are, are focusing a, maybe a bit more than usual on their running game beefing things up a bit. Um, not that they're taking away from the passing game or that option game that a quarterback may have, like Malik does, uh, but putting more and more into that running game. So that is a strong option for them. And uh, one of the things that I've noticed that that when we have those interviews, a lot of folks who uh, follow us on YouTube will have comments in regard to, well, it's, you know, football is college football and, and even the NFL, it's all about uh, that, that quarterback and that quarterback who is mobile. Um, 
But again, as I said, we're finding there's there's trend kind of going back to the running game. Um, give us your thoughts about that. About is it, do you see anything there about the you know trend, or is it just beefing, making sure that everything is beefed up across the line? So as you just mentioned a second ago, that there is an option out of the backfield or to run, uh, etc. Well, yeah, I mean, from a Louisville perspective, Scott Satterfield is a run-first guy. He he has an offensive coordinator in Lance Taylor, but but make no mistake about it, Scott Satterfield calls the plays. And a big gripe from the fan base is that Scott Satterfield runs the ball too often on first and second down. That's been a big, big complaint from the fans. Um, but that's who Scott Satterfield is. And that, that he's proven that that works. He's had just incredible offenses dating back to his years at Appalachian State. And the staple of his offense, as I mentioned earlier, is that stretch zone off tackle. You're going to see a ton of that um, when, you're, when you're going up against Scott Satterfield. And I think the reason that he's very, very honed in on getting the run game going is because – he likes to take the deep shot off of that play action. So when you, when you look around the ACC and it sounds like some of the other schools are, are, are going back to the run game, I really think it has to do with the play action because if you can get the, the run game going, you can get the safeties creeping up, that's when you take the shots down the field off the play action. And just from a Louisville perspective, that's been the bread and butter um, all through Scott Satterfield's tenure. He, he loves to run the ball. He loves to get – get things going on the ground and then he'll take his deep shots off of play action. So I think, I think when you look at it from a Louisville perspective, running the football is going to be a staple of the offense. As long as Scott Satterfield's here. Ty, I appreciate you, you getting into that a little bit more and explaining that because I tell you uh, again, some of the guys who comment and they make observations and they've got great observations. You know, everybody has a viewpoint and a perspective on, on the game in general and their team specifically. And I hope this fleshes that out a little bit more for them so that they can, they can see it from, that side of things. They may not agree with it, but it, I think that you have to look at it from the way you just laid it out. Is because if you're going to be an effective offense, you need to start you know, bringing that defense in and then striking. So that's, that's a great explanation. Thank you for doing that. Um, one of the things that I read in a uh, a preview of Louisville uh, used a couple of words here that that, that they felt were uh, applicable to this team, and especially maybe on defense as well. Veteran, explosive, consistent. And I, I kept thinking about that, and I'm thinking everything that I'm hearing and reading uh, about Louisville strikes me that this team has – uh, a lot of potential to uh, to sneak up and bite people in the rear, and I, and, and the thing is, I I've seen that in a couple of other teams this this season too. That that we we tend to overlook people sometimes at our own peril. Is this a team that you think that other teams may be overlooking at their own peril? Yeah, I think. The ACC media um, 
picks are, are supposed to come out tomorrow and Wednesday. And I wouldn't be shocked if Louisville was picked fourth or lower in that Atlantic division. Um, but I think that would be incorrect. I think it's all going to come down to the defensive side of the ball for Louisville. And when you look at the defensive side of the ball, you have to like who they brought in through the transfer portal. Starting on the defensive line, a big, a big hole that Louisville's had is they really haven't had a dominant nose tackle in that 3-4 defense that can command double teams. And really, they, they address that with Jermaine Lowell from Arizona State. He, he's a guy that two years ago was, was going to be a first-round pick. He was the bet, probably the best defensive lineman in the Pac-12. He tore his triceps, missed all of last year. And he was a guy that, that was very highly sought after. Florida, Oregon were all in on him, and, and Louisville won out. And, and at 6'4", 320 pounds, he's a guy that Louisville just hasn't had at the nose tackle position in years past to successfully run a 3-4 defense. I think he's going to be a guy that is going to be an instant impact difference maker for this defensive line. And so when you look at this Louisville team and the projections and where they're supposed to be, it's all going to hinge on the defense. So they couldn't get stops when they needed it last year. They couldn't get pressure on the quarterback but when you look at who they have coming back they have Yasir Abdullah on the edge who is probably the best pass rusher in the ACC this year um, he had 16 plus tackles for loss last year Monty Montgomery at middle linebacker is back from an ACL injury he's a great pass rusher from the middle linebacker spot Keytrail Clark at corner was also injured last year he was just named to the uh, Jim Thorpe watch list today, I believe. He's a guy that's an all-ACC cornerback. So I think this Louisville defense, it all hinges on the defense. But you're right, the projections are not going to be great for Louisville fans. But I think this is a team that, given where they're probably going to be projected to end up, I would say they finished higher than what they're supposed to be. Yeah, one of the things you, you were just pointing out there, uh, Abdullah is one of the, the key players there on defense. The linebacking core uh, of Louisville is is just killer. Um, and we come back to those three words I used before that came from an article I was reading, veteran, explosive, consistent. And that's something that um, this team definitely is, is presenting. Um, let's... Uh, Let's jump in a little bit more into the offensive line. You talked about nose tackle, but let's let's look at everybody else that's on that line because I know there's a lot of transfers there, and then I'll, I'll let Will take it and, and run from there. I also want to also want to get uh, to special teams. I have a question for you uh, after Will finishes, and let let's see if he uh, if he poaches that question from me before we we get there. Go ahead and grab that offense, uh, the defensive line, and tell us a little more about it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, like you said, you know, you picked up Jermaine Lowell out of the portal. I think that's a, it's a real nice addition. But somebody I think out of that that defensive line that I think is going to step up and potentially have a big year is Ashton Galati. He was a freshman last year, had you know, in a in a reserve role, but still had four sacks. And you know, with obviously with the more playing time, I feel like those numbers can go up this year. So I think this defensive line actually could be you know pretty solid this year. Yeah, I mean, Ashton Gelati is a guy who 
just blew freshman year expectations out of the water last year. He has put on 20 to 25 pounds throughout the offseason. He's up to 270, 275 now. And he's a guy that, that has is going to have a lot on his shoulders this year. Yasir Abdullah needs some help. He needs some of these other guys to help him rush the passer. And Ashton Gelati is, is the guy that you've got to look at as someone that can create havoc and get to the quarterback. Um, he, he was a true freshman last year. He, he's improved his, um, his body, his physical stature. He, he's much bigger this year. He's much faster this year. So I think he, if he could take a step forward, that would lift a lot of pressure off Yasir Abdullah. And then on the other end, you have Yaya Diaby. He was a JUCO transfer that has all the physical tools and he just hasn't put it together, but he, he looks the part. His, his, he has a full spring practice with the playbook. So I think he's also a guy at edge that you could really look at with Gelati to step up. You talked about Abdullah, ten, second in the ACC with 10 sacks last season. Uh, obviously a huge playmaker and very under the radar just because Louisville doesn't have a great a great defense, but they they really helped out in the portal as well, picking up Momo Sanogo from Ole Miss. Nicario Harper, it was a first team, uh, it was the all FCS at Jacksonville State. So they, when you talked about it a moment ago, just the way they they crushed the portal, this is a a, a position group that they really needed to help, and it feels like they've really uh, really done a good job there. Yeah, Momo Sanogo is 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 just a, a, as veteran as veteran can get. Uh, coming over from Ole Miss, he's a guy that two, three years ago was starting every game. He, he kind of fell out of the rotation at Ole Miss and landed at Louisville. And I think the duo of, of him and Monty Montgomery is, is very underrated. Uh, Monty Montgomery is a guy who is great at rushing the passer, but he, he's just a, a, a good linebacker in general. Uh, Momo Sonogo, a guy, as I mentioned, he's played a ton of football in the SEC. And then you have um, a, at the card spot, that's that's kind of Louisville's hybrid safety linebacker role that they have. Um, there's a couple guys vying for that spot. Marvin Dallas and Ben Perry are probably the more likely starters there. So I think you feel good about Sonogo, Montgomery, and Abdullah, um, for sure, at those three linebacker spots. Um, but the thing for Louisville is they need to establish some depth there. That's, I think their starters are, are good to win enough games in the ACC, but they've got to establish some depth behind those guys. And speaking of depth, that's something they really uh, did a good job of uh, adding to in the portal out of the secondary. You mentioned Keetrell Clark back. Uh, you get Kenderick Dunk. Can Derek Duncan back who, who, who was third on the team in tackles as a safety. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad. But again, the portal, you picked up Quincy Riley from middle Tennessee, MJ Griffin from temple, Jalen Alexander from Duke. So it really affords this team to not only, you know, to, to be a little more aggressive, I would say just with that depth. Yeah. So aggressive, what Lowell is going to do with the aggressive piece I think you're going to see Louisville play a lot more man-to-man in the secondary than they did last year. And you can't play man-to-man unless you have cornerbacks that can cover. And Louisville added cornerbacks through the portal that can do that. 
Keytrell Clark, we know him. Quincy Riley, I think, is going to be a shoe-in starter at the cornerback position. He's a guy that, that, that was really, really good at Middle Tennessee State. Um, and then Jarvis Brownlee is a guy that hasn't really been mentioned, but he came over from Florida State, and he could also make a big impact in the secondary. So when you say aggressive for this Louisville defense, I think you're going to see more cover zero, more man-to-man, and less prevent, um, as Louisville did last year, just because they didn't have good enough cornerbacks that could cover man-to-man. So I think this defense is going to look a lot of a lot different um, from their scheme perspective. I think they're going to play a lot more man-to-man. I think they're going to blitz a lot more. And I think they're going to, to really test who they have in the secondary to see if they can hold up in one-on-one matchups. Ty, let's talk about, uh, and I'm glad, Will, that you didn't poach my question. No, I intentionally <laughs> left it for you. <laughs> that was nice of you. Uh, uh-huh. Ty, talk to me about uh, what's the remedy for um, the kicking game? Yeah, I mean, you can talk about ifs, ifs and ifs and what if this and but Louisville last year, if they had a reliable field goal kicker, they may have won two or three more games. Um, obviously, you know, that's that's hearsay at this point, but they just could not find uh, James Turner. They couldn't get him in a group. He really, really struggled last year. And it was a big surprise that he struggled because in his first year as the starting kicker, he was pretty reliable. He just couldn't couldn't find his rhythm last year, and I think heading into fall camp, there's going to be a position battle there between Brock Travelstead and James Turner. And I think, as you mentioned, that really cost Louisville last year. I, I think they probably win at least one more game with with a field goal kicker that that could be relied on. But as we saw, special teams is, is really important, and Louisville fans know that all too well. Um, just just how they lost games last year um, through special teams. So that's going to be a position battle that, that may not be talked about, but it's going to be one that, that Louisville fans in particular are going to be watching. I can imagine. When you lose four games by six or fewer points, uh, that's, a, that's a hard one to swallow, and especially if you're having problems uh, with your kicking game. It's, it's, it's certainly tough. By no man, uh, no means of the imagination is that something that's uh, underrated by the the fans, as you say. Hey, you can take ACC Nation with you by subscribing to our podcast on your favorite platform. Worldwide listeners on ACC Nation Radio, be sure to subscribe as well. And you can catch us on YouTube at ACC Nation. Like, subscribe, and follow us for the latest ACC Plus One football previews and a lot more. Thank you so much to our special guest. Ty Spaulding, the publisher of cardinalsports.com. Be sure to follow him on Twitter and make sure that you subscribe to his site for the best coverage of the Louisville Cardinals. Thank you, Ty, for joining us. Thanks, Ty. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Looking forward to to college football season getting started. It's this really last week or so. I've really started to get that itch, really started to, to really get that college football uh really craving it so um we're only a, a couple couple uh, months away and i think louisville's down to 40 days before they kick things off up at syracuse in the carrier dome so 
Looking forward to another college football season in the ACC.